Hi. You're listening to Cultivate Curiosity, a podcast that inspires the next generation to stay curious. Cultivate Curiosity is brought to you by the Emerald Coast Science Center, a nonprofit interactive science museum and STEAM educational facility in Fort Long Beach, Florida. This podcast is perfect for anyone curious about the world we live in because you never know what we'll talk about next. Hi, everyone. My name is JC, and I am your host for this week's episode of Cultivate Curiosity. Today, I want to talk to you guys about two astronomical events, one that already occurred and one that's going to occur next week, and then also a astronomical celebration day. So I guess let's get right into it. The event that already occurred was the summer solstice. Summer begins with the solstice on Wednesday, June 21st, marking the astronomical first day of summer in the northern hemisphere. The June solstice, also known as the summer solstice, occurs when the sun travels along its northernmost path in the sky. The solstice marks the official beginning of summer in the northern hemisphere, occurring when Earth arrives at the point in its orbit where the North Pole is at its maximum tilt, which is about 23.5 degrees, towards the sun resulting in the longest day and shortest night of the calendar year. And by longest day, that means the longest period of sunlight hours. So it's not technically a longer day. It's still 24 hours. It's just we get the most sunlight. On the day of the June solstice, the northern hemisphere receives sunlight at the most direct angle of the year as well. In the southern hemisphere, though, the June solstice marks the beginning of winter. So they're kind of the opposite season of us right now. We're summer, hot, their winter cold. The word solstice comes from the Latin word solstitium, from sol, which means sun, and stidium, still or stopped. Due to Earth's tilted axis, the sun doesn't rise and set at the same locations on the horizon each morning and evening. Its rise and set positions move northward or southward in the sky as Earth travels around the sun through the year. Also, the sun's track in the sky becomes higher or lower throughout the year. The June solstice is significant because the sun reaches its northernmost point in the sky at this time, at which the point the sun's path does not change for a brief period of time. So this is kind the Latin word solstice, sol, sun, is still or stopped. After the solstice, the sun appears to reverse course and head back in the opposite direction. The motion referred to here is the apparent path of the sun when one views its position in the sky at the same time each day, for example, at local noon. Over the year, its path forms a sort of flattened figure eight called an analemia. Of course, the sun itself is not moving. Instead, this change in position in the sky that we on Earth notice is caused by the tilt of Earth's axis as it orbits the sun, as well as Earth's elliptical rather than circular orbit. So that's some information on the summer solstice, which occurred on June 21st, so last Wednesday. And now I want to talk about that celebration day that I said. So on June 30th, which is this Friday, will be International Asteroid Day. So in December of 2016, the United Nations General Assembly declared June 30th International Asteroid Day in order to observe each year at the international level the anniversary of the Tunguska impact over Siberia Russian Federation on June 30th, 1908, and to raise public awareness about the asteroid impact hazard. So, the Tunguska impact happened over the sparsely populated northern forest land over Podkamenia Tunguska River in what is present-day Krasnoyarsk Krai. I'm sorry if I butchered that. The blast released enough energy to flatten an estimated 80 million trees over an area of 830 square miles. Witnesses reported seeing a fireball, a bluish light nearly as bright as the sun, moving across the sky. In addition, a flash and a sound familiar to artillery fire was said to follow it. A powerful shockwave broke windows hundreds of miles away and knocked people off their feet. 
A mysterious aspect of the Tunguska event was that, surprisingly, no one ever found a crater. But even without a crater, scientists still categorize it as an impact event. They now believe the incoming object never struck Earth, but instead exploded in the atmosphere, causing what's known as an airburst. This type of atmospheric explosion was still enough to cause massive damage to the forest in the region. Near-Earth objects, or NEOs, represent potentially catastrophic threats to our planet. NEO is an asteroid or comet which passes close to the Earth's orbit. According to NASA's Center for NEO Studies, there are over 1,600 near-Earth asteroids discovered so far. The Tunguska asteroid event in Siberia on June 30, 1908 was the Earth's largest asteroid impact in recorded history. The United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs has worked on NEOs for many years, recognizing an NEO impact hazard as a global issue demanding an international response. Addressing such a hazard includes including the identification of those objects that pose a threat of impact and planning a corresponding mitigation campaign requires cooperative action in the interest of public safety on the part of the global community. Building on recommendations for an international response to an NEO impact threat endorsed by the Committee on the Peaceful Uses of Outer Space in 2013, the International Asteroid Warning Network and the Space Mission Planning Advisory Group were established in 2014. The International Asteroid Warning Network uses well-defined communication plans and protocols to assist governments in the analysis of possible consequences of an asteroid impact and to support the planning of mitigation responses. The Space Mission Planning Advisory Group is an interspace agency forum that identifies technologies needed for NEO deflection and aims to build consensus on recommendations for planetary defense measures. DART, the Double Asteroid Redirect Test, was a huge hit Quite literally, the spacecraft smashed into an asteroid moon called Didymus B, or Dimorphos, on September 26, 2022. The goal was to prove that we can send a spacecraft to push an asteroid slightly out of its orbit. It was practice for a possible future scenario in which we find a hazardous asteroid barreling toward Earth. NASA said on October 11, 2022, that analysis of data obtained from the DART mission shows the spacecraft did indeed successfully alter the orbit of Dimorphos. ESA's HERA mission is due to launch in 2024. The HERA mission will journey to Didymus to study DART's impact on the asteroid. And the last thing I want to talk to you guys about is that other astronomical event that's coming up. It's actually going to be on July 3rd, which is the July full moon. The full moon will be visible on July 3rd, starting at 6.30 a.m. here in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Times may vary if you are in a different area, so definitely look it up. So in July, the full moon has many different names. So it can be called the buck moon, named after the new antlers that emerge from a buck's forehead around this time of year. Male deer or bucks shed their antlers and grow new ones every year. Other Native American tribes call it Thunder Moon because of the frequent thunderstorms in the summer. In Celtic, this moon is known as the Herb Moon, indicating that July is the time to gather herbs to dry and use as spices and remedies. The Anglo-Saxons called it the Hay Moon after the hay harvest in July. So there's quite a few different names that you can use for this full moon, but definitely check it out on July 3rd, right before July 4th. Just something cool to look at. And that is all I have for today's episode of Cultivate Curiosity. Thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you guys do check out that full moon and we'll be back in two weeks with another really awesome episode for you guys. Bye! Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cultivate Curiosity. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at socialmedia at ecscience.org. Tune in for our next episode in two weeks.